Technology is an enabler, revolutionizing the way in which we do business, enabling us to get to market more quickly, and in often cases, reducing the cost to deliver a product or a service. I'm honored today to have in studio Heath Huxtable. Heath, thank you very much for joining us. Heath is a managing director of Braintree. Braintree is part of the Vox Group and the, and the, the Vivica Group. And we're thrilled, thrilled to have you in the studio today because really importantly, you want to talk about how you can enable technology to deliver more rapidly. So, Heath, thank you very much for joining us at Tech Central today. Thank you very much. Very, yeah, it's awesome to be here. Fantastic. Thank you very, very much. And to the point about deploying technology, we all understand that there's on-prem, off-prem, cloud, private, public. There are many ways of looking at how you position your service structure and your technology and how you, how you deliver the services you deliver using technology. But what you've discovered through trial and error and through many different iterations of, a, of what's become a very successful go-to-market strategy is actually this rapid deployment. Please talk a bit about that rapid deployment you so often refer to. So I think the biggest thing for us, and, and maybe just a little bit of, you know, go, go back a little bit in time, is, is that so I've, I've been in the industry for a fairly, fairly length, lengthy period of time. I've seen um, you know, the advent of, of um, you know, server-based computing, um, where you know, essentially a lot of uh, organizations kind of uh, invested huge sums of money in uh, the on the on-prem servers in their own in their own file you know server rooms um a lot of those you know big you know, in the big organizations they, those were those are outsourced server, server rooms so they used to have organizations coming in and basically helping do um uh and, and manage those environments and you know from 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 there on out we kind of started seeing uh, you know a gradual shift and um that that, that shift out into um, into outsourced outsource computing, basically off-prem, um, yeah. uh, managed externally managed um, uh, uh, data centers. Started out with um, with private data centers, so that was where you would take your own tin, potentially put it into somebody else's data center, get somebody else to manage it. So you know that you've got your, you know, you've got power, you know, you've got backup, you've got you've got uh, engineers on site that can help you with connectivity. You've got all of that, um, and um, that that uh, that that probably took off. Quite, quite extensively from about 2006 onwards. Okay. Um, when when I started, um, so you know, to talk about the Vox Group. So Vox for me was actually a customer of mine. Okay. Um, and um, when I went to when 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 I started realizing that's this move into cloud and into 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 what was then private cloud, um, Vox had their own data center. Um, and I thought to myself, this is an absolutely awesome opportunity for us to be able to kind of leverage this this general the, or this, this general move of from on-prem into some sort of managed infrastructure. Um, and I wanted to be able to use the Vox data center. So um, I approached Vox um, in the kind of the early two, to, at that, but I think 2012, 2013, mm -hmm. um, and decided um, you know just have a have a have, have a discussion around you know w would they be interested in a in a joint venture with me. Um, I decided that was, you know, they decided that was a, a great opportunity because they'd never really got into the business application space. Yep. Um, so I um, uh, started the conversation, it took us about two years to kind of get down to the point where um, we, we uh, ag agreed on Vox actually acquiring my company in whole. Um, and um, as it turned out, it was 20, that happened 2014, I think, or 2014. 
Um, as it turned out, 2014, we started seeing the switch into from private cloud into public cloud. Okay. And um, I realized at that point in time that that we are absolutely perfectly positioned to be able to kind of take advantage of, you know, migrating organizations off their off their, their on-prem environments into into either a, pr a private data center um, or into this, this public cloud space. And the public cloud space for us was always going to be a challenge, specifically South Africans. South Africans are... are I, I think if you want to kind of um, you know box us into in, into into personality traits, we're all control freaks. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so essentially, what happens is is that you've got organisations that really do not want to lose control of the tin of the operating systems of the software of anything that's on there. So that was why private data centres were particularly good and 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 super successful in South Africa. And my um, guess is the question is always which is best. Yes, 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 exactly. So, so, so. Um, we never really had issues with with a private you know a discussion with a customer around a private data center. Okay, um, when public cloud came about, um, you suddenly realize that now you're putting it into something. This you know at that point in time, data centers were sitting all over. You know, you, you've got you got you can choose where your data center is. It can be in East, you know, in West Europe, in in the U.S. It can be in the well, recently now in South Africa, or well, not recently, but three four years ago in South Africa. Um, and um, you choose where you want your data, but you never have access to the tin. You don't. It's a service that you that that you subscribe to. Um, and what we realized was that um, there was a massive hesitation for organizations to be able to adopt this public cloud offering. Um, and it was because of this lack of control. It's just like, I just don't feel like I have access to my data. I don't have access to the infrastructure. I don't have access to the needed to. I mean, you still fundamentally um, you manage the environment or you can still manage the environment. But, 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 but it's not your, but, you know, t physically it's not yours. So, um, we, 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 we got to thinking about how do we, how do, how do we entice organizations into kind of adopting this, this, this public cloud environment? Cause, cause, cause the benefit of public cloud is this, this, um, it's, it's, it's elastic. It's completely elastic. So it grows with your business. It shrinks with your business. And I very much want to talk to you about exactly yeah, that, yeah, how to yeah. scale. So, so um, what what we realized was um, we needed to kind of start breaking through some barriers with, with mm -hmm. organizations. <clears throat> Solving for what, though? Because I understand the technology piece yeah. and I understand the off-prem, on-prem conversation. But I, I sort of given away by talking about this rapid server deployment. That is because you're trying to solve for speed. Solve, solve speed, solve agility, solve, um, solve. You, I mean, you, obviously, competitive advantage. Okay. Um, First mover, hundred percent. So, so you know, when you talk about public cloud, it's, you, we're not talking about. Ostensibly, uh, you're still talking about a server, a, 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 you know, servers in Iraq, and you know, sure. there's operating systems on there, there's applications on there, but there's a host of other services that are made available. Um, on a SaaS environment, okay, or a platform as a service environment. Um, so, um, you know, things like things like AI, okay, yep. um, things like VR, okay, and the um, capacity to, to process things that. like things like um, a big data. You know, how do you start? Yeah. And like, you know, organizations spend inordinate amounts of money um, with um, with the systems that they put in place. They collect vast sums of data. Yeah. But most people don't really know what the value of that data is because they haven't been able to kind of mine it. Now, okay. with the services that are available in public cloud offerings, okay, is that you can start unpacking um, a lot of the value of that data. You can start you know, extrapolating it. You can start mining it. You can start um, you, um, um, uh, uh, forecasting it. You can start doing some really meaningful information. Deep analytics. Yeah, deep analytics. Yeah. Um, and um, and so it's not just about it's not just about you know moving a piece of tin out of out of your data center into into a public cloud. Okay. There's there's unlocking value 
Yeah. And, and so tell us, so what exactly are and, you proposing? And, and so, so, what, so, what, so what we, what, essentially what we're doing is we're get, we, one is we're getting the customer into the concept of being able to move from, from on-prem into a public cloud environment so we can start unlocking all this additional value. Again, how, how, what does that look like? Is that a consultative service? It's, where all, you, it's all consulting services. Okay. So, so you so allay my fears and make sure that my, my staff can yeah. you know, carry on without much interruption. 100%. Okay. Um, and and again, there I think that you know the 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 uh, the, the, the biggest impediment to to this pub- public cloud move is the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Um, and and what we as an organisation try and do is actually just as you say, is just like literally try and kind of you know break down the barriers, to, you know, un- 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 unlock the, the 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 concept of that future potential, okay, okay? Um, and then give them the confidence, give organisations the confidence, and actually the people that used to be you know managing these organisations on prem. Um, a, a, a path, a future path, a growth path, okay, to be able to unlock their own personal growth um, and, and, ex- and, and expand on something they ordinarily wouldn't have had access to. And to consume or use those products as quickly as possible in order for those services to be available. Absolutely. The delivery of so, business as usual. So, so um, everybody today talks about return on investment and yeah. and the, the you know the, the, the short the shorter you can kind of you, you, you can you can narrow that that return on investment you know in, in terms mm. of period um, the better it is so so ultimately for us is is that if we can do it as quickly as possible with as least risk as possible that's a huge benefit for us and there's a huge opportunity for us and it's a huge benefit and opportunity for customers that are going to be moving and um, while, while we're on that point of return on investment I'd made some notes about redeploying and reinvesting existing hardware software and actually being able to scale it quite quickly, yeah. maybe taking a part of your business to begin with. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell us a bit about so, what you might do there? So, so you actually started out the conversation by talking about different types of cloud. Yes. Okay. Um, so this, you know, the concept of you've got your own data center on-premise, you've got private cloud, you've got public cloud. Um, there's, no, there's, there's no one, there's no one, um, one choice. So you, an organization doesn't have to choose Azure or AWS. They don't have to choose a private data center. They can choose a hybrid of it. So we've got, we've got the concept of a hybrid cloud. Um, which is basically, you know, I can have my services in different in, in two different two, two different areas. Um, I can have a multi-cloud, which basically says um, I know that AWS might be particularly good in a particular area, whereas Azure might be better in a certain area. I might have cer- certain services in AWS, certain services in Azure, certain mm. services in the private data center. I might have something basically on-prem. Okay, yeah. we as an, as an organization kind of make sure that that is seamless. That 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 yeah. that, 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 is, that interface is seamless. So, what we're always saying to organizations is is that. If you're in a space where you have invested huge amounts of money on on-prem server environment, your, your, your operating systems, your, mm-hmm. uh, your databases, your applications, um, and you're getting to the point now, you know, there's a three to, three to five year uh, investment recycle uh, mm-hmm. on, on, on equipment, is when you get into the point where you're at, at that decision of, you know, do I go and reinvest in all of this? Do I go and repurchase the software? Because, you know, the software, li- you know, software licenses aren't cheap if you go and do sure. outright purchases. Um, it's at that point in time that you should be reaching out to an organization that says, is there something that I can take there for out, out of that environment and put it into a public cloud? Okay. And what a practical example that be in a, in a, in a big enterprise? So, so it could be your HR system. It could okay. be your, your, your business application, your ERP system. It could be your customer relationship management system. It could be, uh, it could be things like your access control system. And it, I mean, there's so many different, you know, so many different facets of an organization that, that with systems that make organizations work. And there's nothing that says, I have to take everything and move it off. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, the beauty of kind of what we do, and that's actually really, I, th- I suppose, the value of consulting is to be able to choose the work, and, they, and they, they, they reference it as a workload. So a workload might be um, might be payroll. Okay. Okay. Um, and I might be able to take payroll and just move payroll off and put it into a private data center or into a public cloud, and it can be any public cloud. Okay. okay. So let's say I'm risk adverse. Yeah. But I choose to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. The, the, the measures that you put in place to prove to me that I've, there was a, it was a worthwhile decision, yeah. what do those, lo- those look like and how are those typically received by the end user? So you're talking specifically around... Like Let's just use HR as an example. Yeah, yeah. So are they comfortable? So, so, it's an, so one is the ability to be able to kind of identify what that, solu- what that solution is, mm-hmm. is to architect the solution mm-hmm. okay, in, a, in a way that it makes sense, and then to be able to kind of trial it. So we, we don't do anything. It's, there's no on and off switch. I mean, okay, so, thank so, you. So there is a demo or a test environment that we would set up. We okay. would actually pr- we would present it to the customer, have a look and see what they, look, what, what, what they think about it. Um, and from there, um, you know, make the choice as to whether we actually push us into production or not. So it's it's about risk mitigation. We do not do anything. We understand that, you know, applications make business can potentially make businesses fail. Okay. So so if you get it wrong, okay, the the risk is is the risks can be massive. Mm -hmm. I mean there there are many organizations that go through business application replacements and they find themselves, you know, six, seven months down the road and they are unable to produce a set of accounts. And they might be listed listed operations, and those listed operations are required, you know, by legislation to be able Absolutely. to report in certain timeframes. Um, um, if, if you can't backpedal, if, if you can't backpedal, if you, if you can't deliver based on those criteria, I mean, mm-hmm. you can put businesses at risk. So, mm-hmm. for us, it's about risk mitigation. It's about making sure that we make the make the customer feel that they they actually are in control, actually. And going back to the need of the customer, agility, speed to market, and you've mentioned return, quicker return on investment, the wrapper service. Deployment. Yes, you've got some fascinating use to, user cases and some stories where you don't physically go and spend time in anyone's offices. You don't physically spend time in a cloud or server yeah, environment. Yeah. You actually do it remotely. Hundred percent. So, so through that. Please. So, so um, COVID, COVID taught us, um, and because we are principally a consulting organisation, um, we have a lot of um, a lot of very smart people that work, for, work, 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 no work with us and work for us. Um, and what we found was the, at the advent of COVID, um, suddenly uh, organizations basically said, we need, to put, we need to put a freeze on projects. We don't sure. know where this is going. We don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know what the impact on the business is going to be. Um, so um, a lot of projects were put on, put on, put on hold. Um, and what, 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 what we did was um, we took that opportunity to have these very smart people for us help us build um, deployment tools. And those deployment tools is basically an ability for us to be able to go to an organization and instead of going in, in an on-prem environment, so you know, our traditional consulting model was we would go and send a, a team of consultants and we'd go and sit on the customer site from start to finish and we'd be there for however long the project lasted. Um, and um, post-COVID and after, the, after uh, you know, uh, us having developed our rapid deployment tools, um, we have done pretty much, I'd say probably 95% of all our implementations are actually remote. Okay. Um, and we've done implementations in in Nigeria, in Ghana, in Zimbabwe. We've been busy in Zimbabwe now. Um, in uh, we're going to be in Kenya very very soon. Fascinating. South Africa. All our South African customers are all remote. I mean, so some of yeah. them are sitting in in Kwabertha. Um and um, it's just for us. It's an opportunity to be able to kind of rapidly mm. consult. Okay. Um, but from the comfort of your home. 
you know, and, and, and we've actually done that. We've actually gone to, the st- to that state as well where we've kind of, we, we've ha- kind of a hybrid work environment. So we don't force people into the offices. We've got people that do actually work from home and actually prefer to work from home. They're better, they, you know, they're better, um, uh, they, they've got better productivity there. Um, so um, um, we use our rapid development tools basically to kind of um, uh, obviate the need for us to be able to physically be on premise. Brilliant. Okay. And I think one of the, the, the terms you used the other day was um, speed is our lifeblood. So I'll give you I'll give you an example of that. So uh, one of one, one of the aviation companies that 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 we we, we were on some work on um, about uh, twelve months ago, um, we did a we, we we did a proposal for them, and um, we ended up uh, at the end of it all with uh, with what we would have classified as a traditional consulting model, a, a, tradi- a tradi- traditional consult, um, and we spent uh, I think we quoted them. Um, about 1.6 million rands worth of consulting fees. Okay. okay, not not a massively big project, but it was a nice project for us. The decision that needed um, to be made, and the decision needed to be made, and the company came back to us and said, to us, "Look, aviation is not in the space that it was kind of five, six, seven years ago. We're also kind of tight. You know, we we we, we cashed up. We need to kind of make this thing lean. So we decided to actually use our own tools um, okay. and kind of you know and put it to put it to test. Um, and we reduced that implementation from 1.6 million rand down to 300,000 rand. Okay. Oh. And that was just because we they've got tools, we automated tools, we've got um we, we put passed a lot of the workload onto the customer. So that yeah. so, you know, and whereas traditionally we would have we would have done a lot of that, you know, data cleansing, data preparation, extraction, mm. imp- importing, mm. sign off, all that stuff. Um because we had the tool, we could actually offload a lot of the workload to the customer who actually had the capacity to do that, okay. um, reduce cost, reduce the time frame. Suddenly you have a a, a um a uh, a, a deployment team that's so much bigger than than we would have been with a consulting team, you know. And and, d- just and it's inclusive. And interesting, you use the word inclusive. I was about to say it it involves the end user. Yes. Therefore, the, the I, end user absolutely. doesn't feel the change and the pressure of that change as much as they might. I can I can if it's t- forced on them. I can tell you stories of of um, instances where we've gone through an analysis. We've gone through you know the, you go through the, tradi- the traditional kind of waterfall approach. You go through analysis and design and implementation, well, uh, customization, implementation, training. And by the time you stand sit in front of the end user, you say, okay, we're going to be training. Mm. And the, cust- the, 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 the 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 employee looks at this and says. But this isn't how my business works, okay? Yeah. Because everybody yeah. else made decisions, but they didn't get down to the nuts and bolts of kind sure. of the people that actually physically do the work mm. to see, you know, how it is that they get to to, to do anything on a day to day basis. So, by by inclusiveness, okay, mm. in these processes, we actually get a way better uh, adoption rate is higher, um, the acceptance rate is higher. You know, the change control is better. Mm. Uh, you know, change management is 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 it's it's it just it's just a it's just a better way of working, and. What I understand is that typically when one's looking for, let's just say I'm looking for cloud services, I look at a, a menu op- option and I go, yes, tick, tick, tick. And I, I, I realize once I you know, draw a line under all of, the, all of my options, there's a large cost associated with that. How do I, use a, a little back pedal, but how do I define what I want to turn on when? And let's, let's use retail as an example. Retail is quite a cyclical business and we have highs and lows. How do you manage that expectation of the customer? So, some of the big, some of the biggest challenges we face in actually getting uh, cloud adoption, okay, um, is um, the lack of control, the the, the okay. perceived lack of control, lack of, okay. okay, and uh, what 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 we classify as bull shock. So, and bull shock is I had in my mind a cost that I was going to be yeah. that, that that I had, and by the time I go through the first or second, uh, you know, first or second month, I suddenly have this ramp up cost. 
Yeah. And how do I get that under control? So one of the things that 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 um, we are particularly good at, and it's part of part of the part of um, the value proposition that we as an organisation offer, is that we are intricately involved in the architecture. So. Okay. Yes, these are all switches on and off, and every time you switch something on, it has an implication in cost. Okay, and yeah. most people, or a lot of people, do not understand, um, you know, the, the difference in in I've got, you know, I've got, I can choose five different virtual machines. Okay, um, each of those virtual machines have different capabilities, and they all have different prices. Sure. Now, do I go for the absolutely highest one because it's got a funny number? Okay, and not really understand the implication of that cost. Yeah. Okay, so for us, architecture is important, and and what we also do is um, we, we, um, we advise customers on, uh, on uh, best deployment methods. So in other words, choose the right product for the right solution. Okay. okay. Um, and, um, and again, there, you know, so, so one of our retailers came at the beginning of December and said, look, um, we expect in December to be quite a busy month it's, and we, it's all going to be pretty much online. We need to make sure that our website is actually up and running all the time. Okay. So it was actually a website we developed for them. Okay. Um, so we kind of knew what the workload looked like. Um, and um, it was just a sim- simple process of just, you know, j- adjusting how much resources you allocate Ramping to that, to that to, uh, in that period. And it was a period from about the 23rd of December to about the second or third of January. Okay. Ramp it up in that space. You make sure everything is every, everything is fine. And then after the third of January, we just start pulling pulling things down again. So you only pay for what you consume. Amazing. And that's what that that that, that to me is is the value of what we do. I'm going to give you another example. So Please. just take Office 365. Yep. Okay. So we are winning customers in Office 365 because um, um, we're not just about a license sale. You know, um, yes, you know, vendors would want us to sell as many licenses as we can. But the problem that you've got is, is that um, is is the customer using the software for the right for the for, for the right purpose? There are different versions of Office 365, or, or let's call it Microsoft 365. Um, and um, what we what we go and when we do, we take on a new customer, is we go and do an audit and we have a look and see is the software required? Is, you know, are you paying? Are you getting best value for the money that mm. you pay? Um, so we go and we do this analysis, understand exactly what it is that the customer requires, um, and we right-size them. Okay, And right-sizing is not only just about the total quantity, it's about the actual the proper SKU that you're being used for the, for the solution. So it sounds like there's a bespoke solution for yeah. every example. Yeah. And you've said it before, there's no one-size-fits-all. Yeah. And, and you've got to choose you know, the right product in the right size, yeah. at the right time, yeah. in the right way. And I think, I think that's a lovely um, and quite a unique Selling proposition because it makes me feel comfortable that I haven't overcapitalized on something and I can, as you say, dial it down, dial it up when required. And what and, guidance? And that's, yeah, that's, and that's so beautiful to be able to do that. And, and do you hold my hand in, in that process until I? I'm, we do I'm that. Very, yeah. okay. we actually do that. So, okay. so another another very good example is is that so we get an organisation that comes in and says, look, we're on a we're on an employment drive. We're adding people. Okay, and with every with every new person, I need a new PC. I need a new Microsoft Office license. I need connectivity. I need all sorts of stuff. What we do is that when 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 the customer comes and says, I, I need to go and add five, five new licenses, we say to them, Okay, let's do an order. Let's have a look and see what you're doing. Because a lot of people buy licenses, but they don't consume those licenses. Okay. So what we do is we make sure that as you, you know those five licenses, there may be three available licenses. We say, well, you've got three that are currently unused. We're going to give it three. We only, only buy two. So we help you kind of manage manage that bull shock. Okay, brilliant, and yeah. re- reduce waste. Re- waste, wa- 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 yeah, waste in every respect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heath Huxwell, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you very, very much. Um, I made a number of notes here. One of the things I keep seeing is that yes, there's rapid rapid server development and delivery. But actually, it's about revolutionizing businesses. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's about identifying ways of facilitating that growth. And really importantly, delivering that competitive advantage. And the competitive advantage is very often being looked for by your customers and by people who are potential customers for you, is that speed to market. So thank you very, very much for emphasizing the importance of speed to market. I know that we started talking about technology as being an enabler, and it absolutely is. Yeah. The technology and the definition between the different technologies is often meeting the requirement of the business now and tomorrow. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for the opportunity. Thanks very much for joining us. I'm James Erasmus at Tech Central, and thank you very, very much for listening. We very much look forward to further conversations with Braintree and Heath Huxtable. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Okay.